Okay, hey, so this is my uh, my first podcast. All right. With the uh, the global agenda. There you go. Yeah. So I was I was hoping for this to be the beginning of a, uh, a new series called uh, Politics Weekly, okay. where I talk about uh, political news. Welcome to Politics Weekly. On this special 25th episode, we'll host our first roundtable episode between a conservative Trump supporter and a progressive liberal. We'll discuss the shakeups in Trump's cabinet, the Brexit conundrum, and more. Yes. Okay, well, I'm here with uh, Bennett Martin right now. How's it going? You guys ready? You ready, guys? I'm ready. All right, uh, let's start. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Politics Weekly. Uh, we are here. This is the 25th episode of the show, and to celebrate, we're going to have the first roundtable episode. So, first of all, we're here with Bennett Martin. He is a regular guest on the show. He is a recurring guest. He's been on every so often. He is a progressive liberal. Uh, and we're also here uh, with Rayshawn Blyden, who is another person who has been a recurring guest on the Political Bomb Show. He is a conservative Trump supporter. Thank you both for joining me. Thanks for having You're me. Welcome. So the way this is going to work uh, on this episode is going to be we are going to uh, talk about uh, the news stories uh, of the week and I'll, you know, I'll talk about it and then uh, I'll turn it over to you guys and you'll both take turns giving your takes on the stories of the week. Um, let's start this week with um, the first story, which is uh, regarding. Uh, a house race in North Carolina. So uh, it was a, in the, uh, it was in the ninth district in North Carolina's ninth district. Uh, it was a tight race, but most people uh, believe at this point 
that uh, the Republican Mark Harris, by a slim margin, won the election. However, due to um, due to claims of voter fraud allegations, uh, Dan McCready has now rescinded his concession, um, and it's looking like they might have to have another election for this seat. Um, so uh, uh, let's go around. We'll start with Bennett. We did a coin, co- uh, coin toss to see who would get to go first. Bennett, you won the coin toss. Um, what are your thoughts uh, on uh, on this uh, House race? Well, it's North Carolina, so it's not really a surprise that a Republican served as state. Um, I've been there before. It's very, very, very conservative. Um, but if, if it was a close margin, that's kind of a surprise. It, well, actually, no, it's not because it's a runoff election. And runoff elections, when they're not, are usually have very low turnout. And so I guess I wouldn't be surprised because maybe not that many people showed up. But it is North Carolina, so obviously they're, the conservatives outnumber the, the rolls by a large majority. All right. Um, now we'll go to you, Rishon. What are your thoughts on this House race and the potential for a re-election? Well, I agree. I agree with low turnout, but usually when there's runoff, it usually goes the Republican ways because because Democrats don't really turn out when it's a runoff. Usually it's a more more conservative people turn out. So um, I think if it's a re-election, it's, that the conservative, I mean, the Republican will win by an even larger margin this time around. I don't think that the Democrats are going to win. All right. Um, Bennett, anything you want to add before we move on? No, I don't really. That's really all I need to say. All right. So let's get on to the next story. So uh, an aide to Senator... Kamala Harris, Democrat from California, has uh, resigned over a sexual harassment settlement. Um, uh, we'll, we'll start with uh, with you, since, since Bennett went first the last time. We'll have uh, we'll, we'll give Rayshawn a chance to go first this time. What are your thoughts on uh, on this happening, and do you think? that this could hurt uh, Senator Kamala Harris's chances of winning the Democratic nomination for president in 2020. Oh, definitely. It, it definitely hurts his chances because having a sexual allegation against you, typically it's, it's, uh, it's a killer. It, it kills your candidacy. I mean, it didn't happen in Trump's case, but, but usually the trend is that, you know, it's going to kill your candidacy. So I think it will definitely hurt his chances in 2020. All right. Uh, Bennett, uh, what are you, what's your take? Okay, all I get this straight, it's, uh, like it, it's an aide of Kamala Harris's that resigned. Yes, it was an aide to Kamala Harris that resigned. Okay. Um, I do not know if it will hurt her chances of winning the primary, but um, I don't want to sound fucked up here, but I do hope she, I really hope this does hurt her because... I do not want her to be the uh, our nominee in 2020. I want I want someone like uh, Richard Ojeda or Bernie Sanders to be our nominee. Um, she's very establishment, and I don't think she'll push for the progressive policies that many left wingers like me and um, like me want. So um, 
sexual harassment is happening, but I still don't not. I still think it might affect her, but I don't know. So I don't want to be a prophet with this situation. But I do hope that this prevents her from becoming the nominee because I do not want her to be the nominee. Now, do you believe that Ojeda has a realistic chance of winning the nomination and actually going up against Trump in a general election in 2020? Um, I hope so. Um, I, his policies are, uh, if you look at the polling data, now a lot of I, a lot of conservatives have said, well, the polls also said that uh, Hillary Clinton was going to win in, 20, in 2016. Well, yes, they did, and they were right. Hillary Clinton won by 2 million votes. Now, what the media did not put in perspective was the Electoral College, but if you want to go person by person, she won. But anyway, if you look at the polling data, uh, when it comes to issues like Medicare for All, living wage, um, ending the wars, though Richard uh, fought in Iraq and Afghanistan, uh, he did say, he did tell Shank Uger at the Young Turks that he wants to end the wars in the Middle East. So his policy, when you look at the, the polling data, his policies that he supports are very popular among the American people. All right. Rashawn, is there anything you want to add to this before we move on? Yeah, I want to say that if, 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 um, Votes counted as the popular vote if that was the way that uh, we uh, won the elections. As Trump said himself, he would have ran a different campaign. So it's not fair to say she won because Trump ran a campaign to win. And to win the presidency, you have to win their, you know, um, their not, not with the popular vote. So I don't think that that's fair to say that she won. All right. Well, well, I'm not. Well, that's not what I was saying. I do. Uh, with I do know we have an electoral college. What I'm. What I. What my point was is policies that are popular and supported by the American people. And if you look at multiple polls, uh, medic things like Medicare for all, a living wage, getting out of the Middle East, um, paid vacation time by law, progressive economic policies are supported um, by most of the American people, and um, especially our social policies like like 65% of Americans, this was in 2013, 65% of Americans supported gay rights. Um, half of Americans believe are somewhat pro-choice. Um, half of Americans believe there should, um, believe in a woman's right to choose, but they believe in time limits, mostly first or second trimester only, while 30% supports no regulation on abortion, and only 20% uh, supports no abortion. But, um, but I digress. If you want to look at the polling data, progressive policies are pretty popular among the American people. I disagree, but I'll, I won't. I won't continue the argument there. I'll. I'll disagree. All right. Why don't we move on? So the next story. Uh, this week there were a lot of shakeups in President Trump's cabinet. The first of which that we're going to talk about is about uh, Heather Newart who has been nominated as the next U.N. ambassador. Uh, former South uh, Carolina Governor Nikki Haley held the position until recently this year when she stepped down, and now it's been announced that Heather Newart, who was a former Fox News anchor, will replace uh, Haley in the role as U.N. ambassador. Bennett, you went, or sorry, uh, Rashawn went first last time, so Bennett will give you a chance to go first this time. What are your thoughts on... Uh, Heather Newart being nominated as the next UN ambassador. Okay, I did not find out about this until last week, but I have not really had enough time to research this woman. But being a Fox News host, I am. I don't. Does she even have any foreign policy? My question is, does she have foreign policy um, experience? And if not, 
what is her beliefs? Has she advocated? Has she been very pro-war? Has she been very anti-Iran? Though um, I am very, I am. I just want to say I am anti-Iran. I they are an authoritarian Islamic state, which is awful, and just seeing what the people go through on a daily basis. But g- going around bombing the fuck out of countries that we don't like is not what we should do. And right now we already have a refugee and a terrorist problem. We don't need to make more more enemies. But anyway. I, my biggest concern is her being a Fox News host. She might have a very neoconic. She might be a neocon on foreign policy. Yeah, and I think she did actually have a role in uh, the intelligence department in Trump's cabinet before he chose her to be the UN ambassador. I know you were wondering about that. So, um, okay, thank you. My biggest concern is what are, uh, is that she might be very hawkish with her with her foreign policy. All right. Uh, Rashawn, what are your thoughts on Heather Newar yeah. being nominated as the next UN ambassador? Well, she also worked at ABC News, too. So I don't know that it's fair to think that she's um, pro-war because she was a Fox, because she worked at Fox. But uh, I, I, I don't know that much about her myself. But if, like you said, if she worked in the administration already, she must be qualified to uh, take the position. But I don't know too much about her myself all right okay well i just want to say about the abc comment um during the 2000s most um abc was um a big was actually put a lot of anchors on abc were actually pushing for the war in iraq so there's a big problem with neoliberalism which is this idea of inter which is kind of interventionist but there is a problem that with that um Though they are not progressives like some people would think, they're pretty much just basic neoliberals who are pro-war, but they're Republican-like pretty much, except their social policy. But she might have a hawkish foreign policy because ABC, a lot of ABC anchors did push for the war in Iraq. So I wouldn't say just because she worked at ABC, she doesn't. She might not be a war hawk. And also, she uh-huh. might not be because she worked at Fox either. But I, there's many Republicans I don't like because they they they're like a chicken hawk. They're they you know, pro-war. I'm not pro-war either. I'm. I always say I'm social. I'm a social libertarian, and I'm a conservative um, Republican. That's that's how I, that's my stand on that. All right, so we got you're a paleo. We, so pretty much, you're kind of a paleo conservative. Well, we got to move on, guys. Um, but uh, the next story um, is uh, about White House Chief of Staff John Kelly. So it has been announced that John Kelly will resign uh, at the end of the year as Chief of Staff. Um, so uh, Bennett went last time, or he went first last time. So Rashawn, you get to go first this time. What are your thoughts on uh John Kelly resigning. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I think that Trump is happy he's resigning. He needs someone that's more, that thinks more like him. I don't think that that Kelly was strong enough on on certain things, certain issues, and so uh, I'm for one, I'm glad he's retired. I hopefully they get someone who thinks more along the lines like Trump, and we could get more things done. Who, who do you think would be the ideal choice? Because right now we've heard 
Chris Christie thrown around. We've heard Mark Meadows thrown around. Who, who do you think would be an ideal choice in your mind? Uh, that's uh, that's a good. I mean, Chris Christie. I think that he'd be pretty good at it. But um, well, who's the other person you said? Uh, Mark Meadows. He is a congressman from North Carolina. He is the chair of the House Freedom Caucus, which is like the Libertarian member, uh, the Libertarian Caucus in the U.S. House of Representatives. Right. I mean, either of those, I would probably prefer him over uh, Christie. Yeah. Um, I have to point out the Freedom Caucus isn't really that libertarian because a lot of their, if you look at, I just have to point out, if you look at a lot of their members, they're actually not, they don't support, they support certain freedoms, but others they don't really support. Such as? Um, what, well, what's, what, well, let's get to Bennett's uh, opinion first. What, 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 what are your thoughts on, uh, on John Kelly uh, stepping down, Bennett? Um, it's not a surprise. Um, the people in his administration have been dropping like flies since January 20th. Um, so, no, I don't know the exact reasons. Um, I don't think anybody knows, but it's not a surprise because lots of different people have been leaving. But um, chief of staff is a very a very big role, and someone like Chris Christie, for example, who has been on the wrong side of all the issues, the last thing we need is for him to have his mouth in Trump's ear. So any so just any uh, Chris Christie is the worst of them all because it's pretty much it's when you're deciding you're deciding from these people you're trying to figure out who's the worst who's the least worst like who's the least what serial killer has killed the less people that's so that's the only way i can describe it uh when you're talking about these people but curse christie would probably be one of the worst so i would not want chris christie anybody but chris christie pretty much all right um, Ray Sean, um, what were you going to say? Uh, I lost my train of thought. No, I, I don't remember. Did you have a question for him about the Freedom Caucus? Oh, yeah, um, I, that's right. Well, it's not really a question, but a lot of Freedom Caucus members have been, have not, are not, they say they support freedom, but at the same time, they don't. Um, people like Ron DeSantis, who is, who is a very anti-marijuana during the, during the Florida governor race, he said um, that the very idea of legalizing recreational marijuana is stupid, and he went on to make just the same bullshit talking points that have been making since that have been made since the seventies. But um, when you break it down, a lot of those people, the only freedom they actually care about is guns. Now, don't get me wrong; I am kind of the black sheep on the left. Because guns is the issue, I'm actually very right wing on, mostly because I'm a Texan. I don't know, but um, anyway, when you break it down, a lot of Freedom Caucus members don't—they only care about certain freedoms. They don't care about all freedom. What freedoms do you think that they don't care about? That that you think they should care about? Well, the, if they really care about freedom, they should be pushing for, for ending the drug war. Um, they should be put, which you know, we lock up thousands of people every year for be, do because of drugs. So if they cared about freedom, they'd be for um, ending the drug war and legalizing marijuana. And you know, I'm going to go a step further, legalizing cocaine oh. uh, or the other drugs. Um, if they really cared about freedom, they'd be for legalizing gambling. They'd be for legalizing prostitution. They'd be for legalizing. They'd be 
um, they before get, uh, gay rights, um, just basic freedoms like that. Yeah, I, I believe, go ahead. I believe that, or sorry, you, you continue. No, I was going to say that, um, what I would, you know, I, I'm not, I'm for not legalizing, but to decriminalize it because I feel that it's a gateway drug and it just leads to, to bigger drugs. So I don't agree with the legalize, legalizing it, but decriminalizing it, I agree with. Um, I disagree with that. Um, as a as a former stoner, I will tell you that I have never in my lifetime have ever thought about wanting to try meth or heroin. And a lot of other people I know, um, because where where I'm from is actually known for weed. But me and a lot of my other friends have actually said before that that we've never wanted to try cocaine. And I've talked about lots of different. I know lots of different people that have smoked weed. And they've never ever wanted to try coke or heroin or meth. So that might be true with some people, but most people who try weed do not want to start uh, sorting cocaine and then shooting heroin and then eating crystal meth or I don't know the exact I don't know the exact details about that, but that might be true with some people. But I doubt that's as rampant as it is. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree. Okay, we got to move on, though, guys, to the next story um, about the next attorney general. So as many of you know, a few months ago, uh, Jeff Sessions resigned as attorney general of the United States. We now know who will replace him. Uh, Bill Barr, um, George Herbert Walker Bush's attorney general, uh, will now be uh, take office as attorney general once again. Trump has announced he will be choosing him to be his attorney general. Um, I believe, uh, I believe, Rashawn, you went first last time, so Bennett, you get to go first this time. What are your thoughts on Bill Barr being nominated for attorney general? Wait, uh, what, say again, you cut out a little bit. Uh, what are your thoughts on Bill Barr being nominated as the next attorney general? He was George H.W. Bush's attorney general, and now Trump has, wants him to be his next attorney general. He's nominated him. Oh. Well, can you go to the other guy? Because you've been cutting out a lot. Okay. The Wi-Fi reconnect. Okay. Uh, Rashawn, what are your thoughts on Bill Barr being nominated as the next attorney general? I think he, he's going to be far better than... Um... Then what? What I even forget his name already. I'm glad he's gone. What's his name? Um, Jeff Sessions. Jeff Sessions. He was horrible. I don't think that anyone's been that bad as he he's been. So he should have been gone a long time. Honestly, he's just let too many things go on that he did. Like the Hil- Hillary should have been should be investigated for that. Even those you know the, how many, I forgot three hundred something emails. She should have been investigated and nothing went on with that i mean he is just horrible so i'm i'm glad that he's gone and hopefully um mr Barr will do a lot better job i'm hoping that he will i'm hopeful he will all right um now now rashawn do you think he might have done this because of the recent events surrounding george herbert walker bush it's, it's, you know, that's, that's a good question. I, I mean, I guess it could be possible because of, you know, he, because he died on, I, I, it's possible. I'm not going to say that it is that that's why he did it, but it definitely, it's definitely possible. 
Okay. Um, uh, hi, um, uh, Bennett, Okay, can, you're back in. Can you hear okay, me? thank you. Um, what are your thoughts on Bill right, Barr? So, okay, yeah, Bill Barr. Um, no, I would absolutely, just, I actually am very, I think he'd be horrible. Uh, I, he might be worse than Sessions, uh, because I actually read an article by The Nation yesterday, uh, The Nation a newspaper, an online newspaper site, uh, saying that he, quote, he is very clear on the record for supporting overturning Roe versus Wade. Um, he argued for a constitutional amendment to the, fir- uh, to the First Amendment after the Supreme Court held the First Amendment protects the rights of the citizens to burn the flag. So he thought he believed that flag burning was not constitutional, uh, okay, so I, I don't know if you want to hear it. He, in, in the 19, under George H.W. Bush, which is when uh, the landmark Supreme Court case, uh, Johnson versus Texas, happened, uh, he was on the record for saying that he thought flag burning was not constitutional, despite the Supreme Court ruling that it was. Um, he's against Roe versus Wade. He's um, very tough on drugs. Good. So pretty much he's Jeff Sessions. Uh, he's he's pretty much Jeff Sessions, but younger. All right. Um, Rashawn, is there anything you want to add to that? Yeah, I don't I don't know the source of that online paper. I don't know if it's a liberal wacko paper or what it is. So I would have to, to research it's all the these nation. things. Okay, it's well, – okay, I just want to say go online later and look up Bill or William Barr. The Nation. It's a newspaper. It's an online newspaper site. Yep. I'll, sure. I'll, I'll, de- I'll have to do that and and I not only go by the one Hill, source. Uh, I... The Hill did an article about him. Uh, you can read an article by The Hill and there's another article by The Atlantic uh, about him. All right. Well, what, which, sorry, um, Rashawn, what were you saying? Yeah, I just don't think anyone could be as bad as Jeff Sessions, no matter what you say. That it's almost impossible. It's just like, like saying that someone could be could be worse than Obama. It's impossible. Anything else you want to say before we uh, move on, Bennett? Um, I just hope he's. I. I don't know. I really don't have anything to say about this besides the fact that I think he's a horrible pick and he's just a bad. And you know, this is Donald Trump, so. I don't know how good we're actually going to get. All right. Let's move on to the next story. Former Congressman Ed Pastor, Democrat from Arizona, has died. Uh, Ed Pastor served as the first Hispanic uh, in the role, uh, or he was the first Hispanic to ever represent uh, Arizona in Congress. Um, let me look up when he served. Uh, um, he served. Uh, he served in Arizona's second district from 1991 to 2003. He served uh, in Arizona's fourth district from 2003 to 2013, and he served uh, in uh, Arizona's seventh district from 2000. And 13 to 2015, he has passed away 
at the age of 75 years old. Um, let's start with, uh, uh, with uh, uh, you, Bennett, since you didn't get to go first last time. What are your thoughts on Ed Pastor dying? Um, all right. Ed Pastor, I don't really know much about him. Um, so I don't really know what to say. Um, I don't re- I really couldn't care less about his race. I'm not one of those type of, uh, this idea that liberals are, that all liberals are these crazy, um, uh, race mongers is not true. There are a bunch of crazy asses on our side. Um, both conservatives and liberals have crazy dumb shits on, on their sides, but I don't really care about race. Um, uh, but I don't know much about his policy either. So I really don't know how have much to say about this guy. Yeah, I'm gonna have right. I'm gonna have to say the same on that. I don't really know much about him. The only, but I would say they're they're more crazies on the left than the right as far as as doing bad crazy stuff. Okay, do you want to say anything about that, Bennett? Before we move on, or um, yeah. Though there has been protests, the right has actually done throughout history. The right has actually been very. Um, the right has done a lot of bad shit throughout American history. Either it be the uh, people just on the right wing of politics, um, either it be segregation, either it be um, being against gay rights, um, either it being against abortion, uh, being anti-choice, pretty much being. Uh, I, I guarantee you most of those people and most of the people who were against interracial marriage were they I probably identified as right wing so I would not say that the right has a lot of does not have a lot of crazies because I, here in Texas I just want to know where do you live at I'm Massachusetts right state? Yeah, Massachusetts which is horrible Oh, ho, ho, motherfucker. Um, yeah, so it's weird. It's like the progressive is from Texas and the conservative is from Massachusetts. But move on. Sorry about that. Okay. I was wondering. Okay. Uh, I don't know if you've been down here. I don't know if you've ever been down to the south, but I've lived here my whole life. And here in the deep south, there are, though, because uh, there's a lot of, cons- they're not as militant as leftists. Um, there is still a lot of subtle hatred and bigotry here in the south than there is in the south though they're not as militant there is still a lot of subtle hatred and subtle bigotry here i just have to say my history could be wrong but i'm pretty sure that democrats way way back was for slavery and republicans were the one who freed the slaves but i digress on that okay we got to move on guys yeah i've heard that Hold on, I've heard that ar- I've heard that argument quite a lot uh, coming from people like Prager U and Dinesh D'Souza, Stephen Crowder. Um, what I have to say, though, yes, um, the name the name has changed, but the ideology, liberal versus conservative, the Democratic Party, though the Democrats used to be the, the Southern conservatives and the Republicans used to be the Northern liberals. If the, if you're right, and the Democrats are the same people they were 50 years ago. So are the Republicans the same people they were 50 years ago? Because used to conservatives were pro-choice. Well, conservatives, that... no, no, not conservatives, but Republicans used to be the used to be the pro-choice party. Ronald Reagan and Richard Nixon were well, actually not a lot. Richard Nixon, but Ronald Reagan was pro-choice. 
uh, in the seventies and in the sixties, most law, most states that were that were passing um, that were lifting abortion bans were all Republican states. Though in the seventies and uh, in the eighties, in the seventies was when the party switch happened, and there was a party switch. Because it's not like people in the South just woke up and like, hey, we don't hate black people anymore. And the people in the North just woke up and said, hey, we don't, we, we do hate black people. But it switched when, when Lyndon B. Johnson signed uh, the Civil Rights Act a lot and started instituting a lot of the welfare uh, services we have now. A lot of small government Democrats started joining the Republicans and big government Republicans started joining the Democrats, and it just kind of went on and on from there. And it just increased in the 70s when Richard Nixon was the first to use the Southern strategy in 1968 and in 1972. Okay, we've got to move on. We can come back to this later. Um, but we got to move on to the next story. So uh, recently this week, Trump went on, took to Twitter to bash his former Secretary of State, Rex Tillerson. Trump said in a tweet, and I quote, Mike Pompeo is doing a great job. I am very proud of him. His predecessor, Rex Tillerson, didn't have the mental capacity needed. He was dumb as a rock, and I couldn't get rid of him fast enough. He was lazy as hell. Now it is a new ball game. Great spirit at state. Uh, Let's start with Rashawn. Rashawn, you're a conservative. You support Trump. What are your thoughts on Trump attacking his former Secretary of State Rex Tillerson? I, I I don't I think he uses Twitter too much, honestly, sometimes. And to say stuff like that, I mean, say it, keep it inside baseball. Don't throw it out there. It's unnecessary. It doesn't make sense to do that. So I wish he wouldn't say stuff like that aloud. Pretty much keep that on the inside instead of throwing that out there. There's no use to attack him. It's it's He's gone. This other guy is doing a great job. That's great. But don't put it on Twitter. It just seems like it's unnecessary. What were your thoughts on Tillerson personally? I didn't like him that much, but still, I just don't agree that you, you don't have to you don't have to air all your dirty laundry, basically. All right. Now, Bennett, what are your thoughts on Trump bashing Tillerson on Twitter? I'm not surprised because Tillerson was actually a reasonable person uh, during er, during the spring of 2017 while uh, Donald Trump was on Twitter calling Kim Jong-un little rocket man and threatening fire and fury while Tillerson was telling Donald Trump to pretty much calm down and called him a buffoon for his loud and dangerous approach to the North Korean matter. Um, it's not a surprise because Tillerson was, according to uh, sources, Tillerson was a, a critic of Donald Trump's foreign policy, and Tillerson uh, had was against wanting to go into Syria. While in April 2017, in April this year, Donald Trump wanted to go uh, bomb Syria twice. Well, I I want this so-called dangerous tactic. It seemed to have worked as far as North Korea goes. Yeah, but that was when he calmed down his banner. During that, uh, North Korea started testing rockets and was threatening to nuke us. And to say that North and North Korea isn't technically just out of nowhere wanting to nuke everybody, it's kind of it's more defense tactic 
because you have the United States is on their front door constantly threatening them with the ships going around their coast. So nuclear weapons or their nuclear program is more of a defense tactic to keep the United States away rather than keep them rather than just trying to be these big guys trying to threaten. Everybody. No, they wanted to also attack South Korea. I mean, they are there constantly threatening South Korea. So I don't think it's just because of us. Well, they might, they, though they are a dictate, they are an authoritarian dictatorship and they might be unstable. I doubt it's all just because they're an unstable crazy. Uh, a lot of it is probably most likely because Kim does not want the United States uh, trying to attack his nation like the United States has done with multiple different countries. Either it be Vietnam or Iraq or Afghanistan or Somalia or Libya or Cambodia or Laos. All right, um, Rashawn, uh, you get the last word on this, and then we we, we got to move on. I don't have much to say on this. I wanted to get back to the other subject about uh, okay about um, Democrats. They're not the same, but they, it's just a different different um, tactics that they're using. Basically, instead of slavery, they're trying to silence conservative anyone who don't agree with their way of of thinking. They want to silence us by any means. I know that's pretty terrible. By any means necessary. So that's very terrible. What big tech is doing. What big tech is doing to conservatives is terrible, because I'm a free speecher and I absolutely and I absolutely believe what YouTube and Facebook is doing is absolutely terrible. I do not want to silence conservatives. I want conservatives to be out there and talk mostly, so people can hear their platform and understand why. They're unreasonable. I don't. And why? Well, not unreasonable, but why they would let them talk so people can understand why they are disagreeable. Uh, I'll, Rashawn, anything else you want to say, or, or should we move no, on? I'll, I'll just. I'll, I'll, I'll agree with half of what he said about what space Facebook is doing, but I don't feel I'm unreasonable, and my decisions are, are uh, unstable or anything like that. All right. Let's move on then. Uh, let's take a trip across the, the pond to the United Kingdom. So this week was a wild one for British Prime Minister Theresa May. So uh, Theresa May uh, was getting ready for the vote on the Brexit deal. Uh, however, Theresa May announced she would postpone it, uh, allegedly out of fear that the Brexit deal would fail immediately. Uh, a vote of no confidence were, was also held by conservatives, uh, by the Conservative Party uh, in, the, uh, in the UK. Uh, Theresa May did get a majority, meaning she will be able to stay as prime minister. However, uh, a, uh, a large number of conservatives voted against her. Um, uh, uh, I think, Rashawn, did you go first last time? Uh, I believe he did, didn't he? Didn't you? Okay, then you then you can go first this time. What are your thoughts on uh, on uh, on uh, British Prime Minister Theresa May? What were your thoughts on her postponing the Brexit vote, and what were your thoughts on uh, the vote of no confidence against her? I, again, she's she's um a very she's horrible. I, you know, I would I would prefer to have uh, I can't think of his name right now. Um, 
uh, what is his name? Boris Johnson. Yes, I would much prefer him because he he's he's he would uh, not he would be much stronger than Theresa May. She's she's not doing a good job. This is why I think she said she's not gonna run again. I believe she said, and she knows she wouldn't win. I'm not sure how the election goes over there, but I don't think she would win anyway, even if she ran again. So, uh, and it's no surprise that she did a, a no confident vote. It's no surprise at all. All right, Bennett, what are your thoughts on uh, everything that happened this week with Theresa May? This isn't a surprise. Um, she was she was um, very pro. Uh, she was pro state, so it's not a surprise that she's doing this because she probably does not want to leave. So she's doing everything she can to hold it off. Um, I would much rather see. I, it, my wet dream would to see was would to be Nigel Farage be the prime minister of the UK, so he could. The people want to leave, and if I was a British citizen, citizen, I would want to leave the European Union too. So personally, I would like to see Nigel Farage as the prime minister of the UK. Though I don't know why if he would want to run or not, but that would be a, a good alternative. And it's not a surprise that she's doing this because she was very pro state. All right. Um, well then let's talk to, uh, is there anything else you have to say on this Rashawn? No, I, I agree with him of wanting to leave the state. You know, they, they should have left a long time ago. All right. Then let's move on to the next story about Proud Boys founder, Gavin McGinnis. CRTV is a, uh, an outlet where they have conservative, uh, talk show hosts like, or conservative th- uh, think tanks like Gavin McGinnis, like Steven Crowder, um, just to name a few. Uh, Roaming Millennial, I believe, is one of them. I believe two of the stars of Duck Dynasty are on there. Uh, uh, Mark Levin is on there. Pretty much just think of all the, conser- the, the possible conservative think tanks outside of Ben Shapiro um, on that platform. Um, but uh, this week, Glenn Beck... Uh, the former Fox News uh, show host, uh, the, who's also a radio show host and the owner of The Blaze, uh, bought CRTV and announced he would be firing McGinnis from the broadcast. Later, McGinnis was fired or, or was kicked off of YouTube. Uh, we'll start with you, Bennett. What are your thoughts on all of this happening? Hold on, one minute. So I'm eating chips right now. Um, anyway, uh, I do I do watch CRTV a lot, mostly just because I think it's amusing seeing people like I find amusement in seeing people like Mark Levin actually think they know what they're talking about. But anyway, I digress. Uh, do you own a membership? Yes, I am. I do. Okay. Sorry, uh, continue. And yes, I I do have a job. I just want to clear this up. If there's any conservatives out there thinking I'm just a sit on my ass, pot smoking hippie liberal, I do have a job. I work at Target. Don't even. Um, anyway, bathrooms. Um, yes, I do have a membership. Uh, and I do watch a lot of their content, mostly just out of amusement because they think they know what they're talking about. But uh, Glenn Beck, I can see why he wouldn't fire him because of the controversy controversy that happened last month after the violent 
um, clash between Antifa and the Proud Boys in New York City. So, especially since Gavin was kind of walking through the streets waving a sword, I can see why Glenn Beck would want to fire him, though I would not, I would not, I would not fire him, but I can see why Glenn Beck would want to. So you like, what are your thoughts on YouTube suspending uh, Gavin McGinnis from their platform? Um, I don't agree with it. I think he should have a voice. I think he should have a platform so people can hear his ideas because he's just, I'm just being, I don't want to sound like a base. I don't want, I do not want to sound like an SJW. I don't, I despise SJWs. They are the, they are the back alley freaks of the left. But um, I do not want to sound like an SJW when I say that he is pretty much a misogynist. Um, him and Ann Coulter in 2014, he, he actually said that women should not have the right to vote. Him and Ann Coulter were on a, a podcast together, and him, Ann Coulter, who's probably one of the craziest bitches on the right, anyway, uh, they, he said women should not have the right to vote. He says women should not, even women that choose to work, should not have, should not be able, should not be working in office buildings. They be, they should stay at home and take care of the kids. I have nothing against housewives. I have nothing against housewives as long as that's their choice. Women who want to have office jobs should have the right to choose. But McGinnis, who's pretty much an authoritarian when it comes to issues like that, um, I would want I want him to have a, have a platform so people can hear his ridiculous ideas, and then they'll understand how much of an, a, how much of a dumbass he is. All right, Rashawn, uh, what, what what's your take on this? Yeah, I, I agree that he shouldn't have been suspended, but I could see why Glenn Beck. Which I he, he Glenn Beck himself. I I don't even want to get into him. I mean, he's a nut in my case. I mean, but um, if if this guy said all those things about women didn't have the right to vote and all this stuff, then that that's that's just uh silly. I don't agree with that. If you want to be a housewife, then be a housewife. It should be your choice. So I agree with with that on that. But um, as far as uh, him being suspended, I also agree that he. He shouldn't have been suspended. Let him put his point of view out there. But I could see why he uh, suspended him because Glenn Beck is a uh, is a weasel. All right. Um. Uh, anything else you want to add, Bennett? Um. No, I think that's all. All right then. Why don't we move on to the next? Story then. So, um, Trump and Pelosi and Chuck Schumer got into a huge feud this week. It was televised in what was said to originally just supposed to be a closed door meeting, ended up uh, having the press invited. Um, and it was a feud over the, go- the potential of a government shutdown if Trump could not get his funding for a potential border wall. Um, so, uh, we'll start with you, Rashawn. What were your thoughts on, uh, on Trump, uh, on his argument with Pelosi, uh, if he couldn't get, uh, the, uh, the funding for his wall? I'm, I'm so complete. I'm so disgusted with these uh, Democrats fighting on the wall. I'm, I'm sick of them. I'm, she, she should be in a, in a, in a room with a padded, um, a pa- she should be in a padded room. She's insane talking about the president's manhood and all kinds of she's just nuts and 
I I don't care if the government shuts down. It, it's too big to begin with anyway. Let the damn thing shut down for all I care. Okay. Um, Bennett, your take? I would love to see Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer leave office. They are stains on the left. On the left. They're corporatists and they... I can go on forever about why I think Chuck Schumer and Pelosi are both absolutely terrible, but... Um, I personally agree with the wall. Why? Um, I believe in universal health care. I believe in universal college, and I believe in living wages. We cannot have a social democracy, or some people just call it a welfare state. You cannot have a social democracy and open borders. If you're going to have a social democracy, you need to have pretty much almost closed borders, like pre-1965, pre-heart cellar uh, immigration policies to have uh, what I want. And I agree with the United States readopting our pre-heart cellar 1965 uh, immigration policies because, let's face it, we cannot survive on the, we cannot survive on those uh, systems if we have our current immigration policy. So I do believe in a wall and I do believe it, uh, believe in readopting pre-1965 immigration laws. All right. Anything you want to add, Rashawn? No, I agree with that. And do you think that Pelosi next year is going to be the majority leader in the House again? Do you want to answer that, Bennett? Oh, yeah, sorry. Um, I think she will, but I did not want her to be. Oh, I, wanna, right. I, I definitely wanted to be... T- to see how to show how crazy a party is. Okay. All right. The Democratic Party does need major reform. Okay. And on that note, uh, we move on to the next story. Uh, it was announced very recently that Ryan Zinke, the Interior Secretary, will be stepping down soon. He will no longer be holding his position uh, in January. Um, he will be staying in office until then, but then he will resign. Zinke uh, originally served as a congressman from the state of Montana uh, from 2013 uh, or 2015 up until 2017, where Don- when Donald Trump appointed him to the position of Secretary of the Interior. But now he is stepping down. Um, I. I believe Bennett. Did you go first last time? I think I. Um, I think I did. Yes. Oh, you think you did? Yeah. Yeah, I think I did. Okay, so Rashawn, you can go first. Yeah. Um. So, um, do you? Uh, what are your thoughts on Ryan Zinke stepping down as Secretary of the Interior? Yeah. I, I think that that a lot of you know he it. Uh, Trump, the administration is shaking things up. I think Trump wants to align himself with people with people who's going to be in there. That's going to that he you know so he'll be able to get things done. Basically, I think that, for instance, like uh, you know most of the people that's been that's been in the cabinet, not most of them, but some of them are not on board with with his hardline stand. So get rid of them. I think he he still thinks more like a businessman. If if you're running a business and someone is in the position is they're not doing what they're supposed to do. You get rid of them. So I think he's still thinking like a businessman in that regards. And 
I think he wants to get people in there that's going to get his agenda, uh, you know, get his agenda done. All right, Bennett, your take on Ryan Zinke resigning? Um, I'm just going to be honest. I do not know anything about this guy. I did not even know this guy existed until now. So <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, I, I really don't have, I have nothing to say. All right. Anything else you want to say about this restaurant before we move on? No, I just, I just think that a lot of people may say that the, the administration look like it's in, it's in disarray. It's in, it's a mess, but I think that he still thinks like a businessman. And if someone's not getting the job done, he finds someone who will get the job done. That's how I think he's looking at it. Because I think he's still a businessman on the inside, and that's how he's doing things. Bennett, do you think that the administration looks in disarray right now? Um, I don't know. Uh, the The massive amounts of dropouts does seem kind of fishy, but I can't tell you for sure. All right. Well, then on that note, uh, without further ado... Let's move on. I think we have one more story, but then if there's anything else you guys want to talk about from earlier that you guys were debating, you guys can talk about that. But here's the one, the last story we have to talk about. Senator John Kyle, Republican from Arizona, he was reappointed to his seat following the death of John McCain in August. Well, now uh, he is saying that he is going to resign from his position on December 31st, leaving uh, leaving John McCain's seat open yet again. Now, um, this seat was, uh, uh, or now, uh, Ryan Zinke, uh, or for a while there was a rumor, because, uh, or, or sorry, John Kyle had said that um, he only wanted to serve until 2021 when the special election, or sorry, 2020, when the special election uh, for John McCain's seat uh, is happening, it's going to coincide with the presidential election. If he were to stay in office until then, then that seat would be open uh, come uh, 2020, and that would give a Democrat an opportunity to run for that position. Uh, however, John Kyle is uh, said he would not run um, for that position uh, and uh, now, um, and there was a rumor that Martha McSally, the congresswoman who lost uh, the race for Jeff Flake's Senate seat, would instead uh, be appointed by Governor Doug Ducey to that seat. Well, now that's more likely to happen now that John Kyle is announcing he will resign from his seat on December 31st. Um, now, it should be noted that uh, John, uh, that uh, that uh, John McCain's son-in-law uh, did bash the idea of Martha McSally on Twitter, so that could make the uh, could make the pro- her prospects of becoming of, of being appointed to that seat slim. Um, but uh, Bennett, what are your thoughts on uh, on John Kyle resigning and potentially? this happening um i don't have any actually i really don't know um i really don't i agree i don't honestly this is so this is a matter i've never honestly known about so i really don't have anything to say about this do you know anything about martha mcsally 
I've heard her name, but I don't know much about her. I've been I've been studying different topics recently. All right. Uh, how about you, Rashawn? What are your thoughts on this? Yeah, I um, I don't necessarily think that that because uh, because McCain's son, I think you, you said, don't like son-in-law. son-in-law. I don't necessarily feel that that's gonna necessarily. Ki- I mean, it might, but I don't. I don't think that it, that it might kill her chances of of being um, nominated. I don't know that that'll actually happen. All right. Um. Anything you want to add to what he said, Bennett? Um, I just want to know: is this um, is this Megan's husband, or is this a different guy? Yes, this is Megan's husband. Okay, I want to get that clear. Anything you want to add, or nope? All right. So, is there uh, Bennett or Rashawn? Were, were there any things you wanted to talk about or, from earlier that you, you didn't have a lot of time to discuss? Well. Um, I'll let Rashawn ask me some questions, and I'll ask Rashawn questions later. Okay, Rashawn, did you have any questions from him from earlier? Um, well, I mean, we pretty much went over the, uh, the, uh, slavery thing and Republican thing, but what are your stance on, on giving citizenship to illegal, illegal, uh, immigrants that crosses the, well, you said you're for the wall, so I'm going to assume that you're, that you're not for that? I'm against it. Oh, okay. I want to deport all of them. Okay, so we definitely are 100% on that, because I do too. All right. Anything else? Um, hmm, well, as far as, as, as uh, drugs go, you said it should be legal so do you mean it should be legal for adults or or children or anyone or what age do you think that if it was legal you should be able to smoke or or, ha- or have cocaine as you said what age 20 you said 20 yeah i think 21 is kind of dumb i think 20 i think i'll, I'll just i'll make it 20 just two zero I mean, cocaine is a really... Do you know how bad of a drug cocaine is? I don't understand why you would want that to be legal. Well, that's the person who wants to do its problem. Yeah, I I just don't think that... Uh, I think that marijuana should... I have, okay, I have seen people high on it before, and uh, I was at a um, winter... Well, no, I was at homecoming um, when I was when I was my sophomore year. I was at homecoming. I'm a senior in high school right now. I'm 18 years old. Um, but anyway, uh, my sophomore year, uh, two kids decided to go to the bathroom and snort. Uh, each of them had, uh, snorted six lines each. I don't know how they survived, um, but I was uh, taking a piss when I walked in and saw them doing it. And so I'm like, oh, God. And so I just kind of walked out, and um, I just ignored it. Uh, so they came into the dance floor, and they were losing their shit. They were pretty much – they were they were hyper as hell. Um, it, I've seen people uh, – they were pretty much – there was – I think they were playing Post Malone. It was 2016 when this happened. So they were playing Post Malone on the radio, and they were – 
pretty much going crazy on the dance floor. But I've seen, but I have seen a lot of different, but I've seen different cases of people high on cocaine. That's just one example I remember. But maybe it's the maybe it's the less dangerous uh, substance because I know powder cocaine is not as bad as crack cocaine. But I, but most people I've seen high on it usually they're just hyper. And though if you do a lot, you it's dangerous. But if you do a little, it just makes you pretty hyper. Right. But as far as I remember, you said that all drugs are illegal. So that includes crack, heroin, and the other stuff. Yes. So is is there anything that that you feel that that shouldn't be completely free at all? I'm just curious. Uh, well, nothing's free. It's well, going to cost money. No, 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 but, no. I don't mean free. I um, meant like. I don't mean free as in free to buy. I meant, is there freedom is what I meant. Is there nothing that you don't feel that some freedom should be restricted at all? You just think that just just people should just run loose and do anything they want? Um, not exactly, but I do believe it could be All of them. Yes, all of them. I'm, I'm a radical. But uh, anyway, no, I do not want people walking down the street doing drugs. I, If you're going to do drugs, uh, you should do it uh, in a bar, like, for example, like a hookah bar, where you go to smoke tobacco. Or there are these, there are certain, when I was in Colorado last year, there I saw these bars where you can go and smoke weed. So you can do it in the, in the sanctity of a tavern or a bar or a pub or the sanctity of your own home, or a hotel room. So pretty much somewhere in private. I do not want people walking down the street shooting up heroin, or smoking weed, or... I, I just think it would be disastrous, because, Absolutely I mean, not. let's take cigarettes, for instance. You you know that teenagers, they have older friends. All, all they have to do is have one of their older friends buy them some crack, cocaine, heroin, whatever, and it's just going to be a disaster. You're going to have teenage teenagers dying, because you know that that's going to happen. No, but I'm saying it's going to... Okay, that already happens. It's going to happen... Where, I'm, where I live, there's a lot of drugs where I live, and it already... But what I mean is it's going to happen even more frequently if, if you legalize it, is what I mean. Hello? Hello? Yeah, but one of the, if you look at, for example, the 19th. Are you there? Hello? 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 Oh, Sean, can, can you, you hear he us? I can Hello? hear you. Can you hear me? Hello? I can, can you hear? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear him, Bennett? Yeah, I, I I'm not sure when I, when I Can cut out, him? but I was saying sure. that that I, I meant that people, more teenagers are going to die more frequently if all drugs are legal. Okay, yeah, where I was is one of the reasons why drugs were kind of a problem now um, was is kind of because they're illegal and we made them such a problem in the '80s. Uh, in the 1950s, before when you could go down to your local, uh, when back in the 1950s, you could go down to your local drugstore and you could buy cocaine, you could buy heroin. Uh, but in the 1970s, 
uh, Richard Nixon made him illegal. And you can look up the famous quote from 1994 of Richard Nixon's age saying that the only reason Nixon wanted to outlaw drugs was just to get at the blacks and to attack the hippies because he couldn't find any other way to do so. So he decided to outlaw the things they did. Uh, but then in the 1980s, when Ronald Reagan became president, Ronald Reagan just shot it through the roof. Um, he, we started seeing ads. We started seeing the the cringe um, PSAs on TV um, of Pee Wee Herman holding up a pill saying, this is bad. We started seeing PSA. We started seeing people dancing around saying drugs are bad. And we started seeing all, that's when we started seeing all the, the fear-mongering PSAs on TV. We started seeing the um, the drug-free and the dare, um, the dare rallies in the school auditoriums. Though, and one, of, and that is actually, and a lot of people say that um, the uh, the anti-drug um, assemblies at schools have actually led to it increasing. Because when you tell a bunch of kids this is bad, you can't do this, you'll get in trouble. And you tell them this will happen, this will happen, and you can't do it. You're gonna make kids want to do it. So this for forty for forty years, it's a bit, it's almost fifty years and three years. Um, drugs of the drug war has been going on for fifty years by twenty twenty one, but for forever we've been going through this a nonstop drug war, and the fact that they're illegal has made them a bigger problem. I'll agree. Than they were I'll agree that when you legal. tell kids they can't do something, it's bad. Kids will, yeah. are curious; they're going to want to try it. But I think to go back to the wall, I think that that would help cut down on some of the drugs coming in. Okay, right. yeah. But we can, but also if, um, right now, since drugs are illegal, they can't be regulated. If they are legal, then the FDA can regulate them to where the, they are more safe than they are now, where you have people doing shit like putting battery acid in them, which is what a lot of drug dealers do so they can increase their supply. And if we have them legal, then we won't have those, and the FDA can regulate them, we will not have those problems. Um, uh, no, is, does he have there any, any questions other questions for me? you had for him, Rayshawn? Yes, I do. Um, no, I think that the only time that, that a woman should have an abortion is if violent rape, or if if uh, you know, her, if um, incest or something like that. But I... he was on a debate. We had a debate. We had, we did. We, there was an episode of Debate Central where about abortion, and he took the pro life stance. Okay, uh, who are you debating? Uh, Omar Yacobi. That was who he was debating. Okay, yeah, I'm pro-choice. Um, I believe a woman's right to choose. Um, some people say I've had. Um, I've tried to explain to a few people. Say, well, it's a, a baby; it's not her body. Well, yeah, but it, the argument when I, when you hear at me and other pro-choice people say her body, her choice. What we're referring to is she gets to control what goes on inside of her body. She, um, the, the fetus, she can just, she has the right to decide if she wants to terminate her pregnancy or not. She doesn't have to allow that fetus. She doesn't have to shoot. Right. I, I don't 
what about do you do you think that the government should be funding things like that? Um, under my okay, I support as I said before. I believe in Medicare for all. I'd say first trimester should be the should be what um, if if we had a Medicare for all system. I'd say only first trimester would be funded. Uh, second and third trimester abortions uh, would be funded by your own personal money. Yeah, I just feel that if if that's something that I'm personally against and it's against my religion. I don't want to fund it at all, so I don't feel that I should be. What's your religion? I'm Christian. What's your I'm religion? Christian. Um, do you believe the entire Bible? I believe that that there's a, there's many things that that's in the Bible that we don't do now because we're a modern society. For instance, like the throwback um, other religion that they literally interpret things and they still want to do the do certain things I, I'm, I don't want to get into that religion but I do believe, believe everything in the Bible but I don't believe that we should do like like you know throwing stones at adulterers we don't do that because it's it's you know that's just we grown as a society whereas other religions they still believe in stoning people and so forth okay do you want me to quote the Bible to you right here um, this is where I read this verse to a lot of uh anti-abortion um god damn where is it um there is a verse in the book of numbers that tells women who cheat on their husbands to get abortions let me find that let me find it uh numbers 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 um god damn it where is it uh fuck oh just give me a minute but anyway yeah there is a book here in the bible that says that people, that women who cheat on their husbands are to get abortions. Just give me a few minutes so I can read it to you. It's fine. I mean, you don't like I said. We're, we we are a civilized civilized society, and I like I said, we, I we don't interpret everything literally like other religions. So there's no need for you to to read it to me. Okay. Uh, do you want to hear it so you'll know it, or do you just, or do you not want to hear it? You you could go ahead. Go ahead to read it. Okay, Numbers five eleven through thirty uh, five eleven. And the Lord spoke unto Moses, saying, Speak to the children of Israel, and say to them, If any man's wife goes astray and behaves unfaithfully toward him, and a man's lies, and a man, and if any man goes astray and unfaithfully toward him, and a man lies with her carnally, and it is hidden from the eyes of her husband, and it is concealed that she has defiled herself and there was no witness against her nor was she caught if the spirit of jealousy comes upon him and he becomes jealous of his wife who has defiled herself or uh, if his spirit of jealousy comes upon him and he becomes jealous of his wife although she not defiled herself then the man shall bring his wife to the priest 
He shall bring the offering required for her once tenth of the ipia of barley meal. He shall pour no oil on it and pour no frankincense on it because it is a grain offering of jealousy, an offering of remembering for bringing inequity the remembrance. And the priest shall bring her near and set her before the Lord. The priest shall take holy water in earthen vessel and take some of the dust that is on the floor and the tabernacle put it on the water. Then the priest shall stand the woman before the Lord, uncover the woman's head, and put the offering remembering her hands. Which is the priest shall have his hands in bitter water and brings a curse. And the priest shall put her under the oath and say that the woman, if no man has lain with you, and if you have got no astray, the uncleanness while under your husband's authority, be free from bitter water, and that brings you this curse. But if you have gone astray while your husband's authority, and you have defiled yourself and some man other than your husband has lain with you, then the priest shall put the woman, say to the woman, the Lord shall make you a curse. And an oath among the people for the Lord makes your thigh rot and your belly swell. And may this water that curses the that curses the curse that causes the curse go into your stomach and make your belly swell, your thigh rot. Then the woman shall go uh, say, "Amen, so be it." Then the priest shall write these curses in a book. And he shall scrape them off the bitter water. And he shall make the woman drink the bitter water that brings a curse in the water that brings, that shall enter her and become bitter. Then the priest shall take the grain offering of jealousy from the woman's hand off, shall have the offering before the Lord and bring it to the altar. And the priest shall take a handful of offering as its memorial portion, burn it on the altar, and afterward make it for the woman to drink the water. He then, when he has made the drink, the water then is, I'm sorry, then it shall be. If she has defiled herself and behave unfaithfully toward her husband, that the water that brings a curse will enter her and become bitter, and her belly will swell and her thigh will rot, and the woman will become a curse among her people. But if a woman has not defiled her husband, has defiled herself, and is clean, then she shall be free and may conceive children. This is the law of jealousy when a wife, while under her husband's authority, goes astray and defiles herself. For the spirit of jealousy comes upon the man, and he becomes jealous of his wife. Then he shall stand the woman before the Lord and the priest and execute all the law upon her. The man shall be free from inequity, and the woman shall bear her guilt. That was that. Yeah, but, Rashad, what were your thoughts on that? Yeah, but j- just like okay, I, I don't know. I have to point out to y'all. 
I'm sorry. I've been suppressing my Texas accent this whole time. Um, that it, it really came out when I was reading that. <laughs> yes, I did notice that. But I've been. I'm sorry. Okay, I'm I'm suppressing it right now. When I talk to when I talk to my friends and when I talk in public, um, I usually it comes out. But when I was reading that, it it came out. I'm I'm suppressing it right now. Yeah. It. I. Like like I said, you know. Um, we we're a, a civilized society now, and there are certain things that we're not going to do anymore. It wouldn't be civilized. So that's, that's okay. my that's my thoughts on that. We're we're a civilized society, and we're not we're not going to going to do everything that, for instance, like stoning adulterers. We don't do stuff like like that anymore because we're a civilized society. All right. Um, I have a question for y'all too. Do y'all want me to keep suppressing my accent, or do y'all want me to just talk normal? I don't mind. It's just it's fine. I don't. I rather you talk the way you normally talk. Okay. Um. Let's get that. Let's get to that. Um. Okay. (laughs) Don't laugh. Um. Anyway. Um. So, what are your thoughts on uh, gay rights? All right. So, basically. You, you said that most Americans are for it. So if, if most Americans are for it, I don't know why the judges in the Supreme Court legalized it instead of letting every state vote for it or against it. So I feel that every state should have voted for or against it and every state should, you know, that's how it should have gone instead of the Supreme Court just saying, you know, that gay, uh, legalizing gay marriage and that's that. No, we weren't able to vote on it. So, well, I mean, it was kind of the uh, you look at uh, while while they did it, um, it was because um, it's pretty clear it's equal protection under the law. Um, uh, the 14th Amendment, I uh, know it's the equal protection clause of the Constitution, uh, says that, uh, that everybody's equal under the law. So, if we're going to allow, um, same if we're going to allow uh, heterosexual couples to get married. Uh, we should allow uh, homosexual couples to get married. So it's a con- so constitutionally uh, under the equal protection clause, uh, they have the right to do it. I'm pretty. I can't recall exactly where it where it says that marriage is between a man and a woman, but I th- those are my thoughts on that. All right. So personally, you believe it's only between a man and a woman. But do you believe that? Um, so you be- personally believe that it should be a state issue, not a, uh, not yeah. a federal issue? Yes, 100%. That should be left to the states. Absolutely. I can't say I agree. Uh, but anyway, uh, what is your thoughts on universal health care? No, I don't think that the government should be. The government don't, no offense, the government don't know how to do anything efficiently. They they suck at it, and so again, I would refer it back to the to the state and or even privatize it. All right, um, my system. I don't really agree with um, the most uh, most systems. It's where the government controls the entire healthcare system, either it be the hospitals, um, the everything is government controlled. Uh, my system is pretty much the French system, where um, the where the the money is nationalized, but everything else is privatized. So it's pretty much 
where it's pretty much where it's private hospitals that get that that get their money from the federal government. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I just don't think the government is more of a reasonable system than the British or the Australian system, which is pretty much uh, where it's um, entirely uh, it's entirely government controlled, which is a system I do not agree with. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with you there. I don't I don't want the government. They, they don't know how to do anything right. So it, it's not a good idea to have them control everything. All right. Um, damn. Uh other issues we're going to talk about um yeah uh, all right oh yeah i've been talking about this recently um do you believe poly- uh, what about polygamy um should polygamy be a state issue too that's where the man is married to more than one woman is that what it is yeah it's multiple spouses yeah i again i just need it should be a state issue, but personally, I just don't. Marriage between a man and a woman, not men, not a man and women. All right. Um, also, I need to clear something up in case uh, in case you think I'm an atheist or a deist. I don't know what you think right now. Um, I am a Quaker. Um, I uh, am Christian, but um, we have kind of a saying: "Not red, not relevant." Pretty much, if Jesus didn't say it, we really don't care. Oh yeah, I just um, I, I don't I'm when it comes to religion, if you're not trying to let let's say, I don't know, you're Muslim and you want everyone to confirm to your way, and you would you would kill people because they don't believe in your way. I I'm against that. As long as as you're you don't infringe on my my uh, rights, then I'm fine. Will you acknowledge that, um, especially here in Texas, we have a lot of people that um, are all that are not as militant as Muslims when it comes to religion, but they share Muslims' mentality and wanting to force their way of life on everybody else. Uh, there's a lot of uh, extremely religious people here in Texas that want to make that pretty much want to make Christ- their their Christian religious beliefs. Um, they want to force them on everybody else. I, both ways. I don't want Christians to try to force their way on, on Muslims or vice versa. All right. Um, that's pretty good. It's nice that you believe that. Um, yeah, I, I just don't... I, 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 never, I never liked it when when someone tried to... For, for instance, you know, try to force their way of, of life or religion, whatever it is. Don't try to force your will upon mine. I have free will for a reason. I don't want you to f- try to force me to do something. It's my free will. Bennett, didn't you have a question for Sean about whether he was a paleo? Oh, sorry. Yeah, I, yeah I did. I did. I did. I'm sorry. If are, I... are you a paleo conservative? Paleo... I don't even know what that, that is, so I can't Let, say... let's... What let's is that? pull up the definition. I'm going to pull up the de- definition of a paleo-conservative. I can tell you what a paleo-libertarian is. A paleo-libertarian was started by Bert Murray Rothbard. It was to try and appease some of the more right-wing members of the base um, uh, in the libertarian movement, um, including those that supported Pat Buchanan, but it was controversial because uh, 
uh, in some ways it was a way Murray Rothbard had even admitted that it was a way of trying to pander to people like who people who were supporters of Eugene McCarthy and David Duke. Um, but I know paleoconservatism. Okay, so here's what it says on Wikipedia. Paleoconservatism is predominantly United States-based conservative political philosophy, which stresses traditionalism, limited government, Judeo-Christian ethics, uh, re- uh, regionalism, nationalism, and European identity. Um, uh, paleoconservatives' concerns overlap those of the old right and opposed the New Deal in the 1930s and 40s, as well as American social conservatism in the 20th century. Um, would you consider yourself uh, a paleoconservative, Rashawn? I don't know if I could fit under that category because when it comes to, to to social issues, regardless of how I feel about it, I don't care if you do it as long as as you don't impose your your will on me. So I don't know that. I'm, but you know that I, I won't. I don't like. I don't like to put myself under any category. I I don't want. You know. I would say that I, I agree with a lot of that, but. I also don't want to, if someone wants to to be gay, it's not my business as long as they're consenting adults and they, they as long as they're, they're not hurting children and anything like that, doing rape, I don't really care. So I don't know that I, I fit under that category. I would say I, I agree with a lot of it, but some of it I don't. So do you believe, so if you believe that way, shouldn't, um, Shouldn't adults have the right to sit in their house and light a joint? Yeah, they should, but I don't want it. I, you know, I don't. What's going to happen if you legalize it completely? My fear is that just like like adults buying cigarettes for teens is going to explode. And and you, I know you don't believe that it's a gateway drug, but I absolutely do, and it's going to lead to other things. And that's my concern about it. I don't believe it's entirely not a gateway drug. I do certainly believe there are people out there who have um, who have been gateway by it. But in my case, and a bunch of people I know, we have not been gateway by it. Yeah, I mean, I I tried it once when I was young, and I absolutely hated it. So it, it didn't affect me at all. I never. Some people say it's addictive, but to me, I just couldn't stand the smell and how it made me feel. So that's why I've never used it since. So it's not for me so i would say you know decriminalize it don't put people in jail for something like this i mean this decriminalize it and all the illegal- so what do you want to do so if it's not legalized but it's decriminalized what is your solution for people who smoke weed if it if if it depends on if you're we're talking about adults or or uh teens are you talking about adults for adults i think that um there's some states where it's legal, and uh, I'm not sure. How, is it like Nevada? I think it's legal in Nevada, or, or is, is it Oregon? I'm... Let's pull Oregon. up a list. Uh, it is legal in Oregon. I'm, okay, the, I know it's for a fact. It just got legal in Massachusetts. It's legal in California, Colorado, um, Oregon, Alaska, Washington. Michigan just legalized it. Uh there's a movement here in Texas to legalize it. Uh, there was a petition to put it on the ballot in 2020. Um, so like, just like with most states where uh, you go to the polls to vote, if you want to leave where the people decide if they want to legalize it, 
I signed a petition to put it on the Texas ballot in 2020. Nope. So I hope it passes, though. All right. So let All me right. ask, let me ask you but, then, because like for instance, in in my state, since you brought it up, it's legal here. But for instance, where I work, if I were drug tested, I could lose my job. Do you think that the state legalizing it so supersede the federal um, the federal stance on on it being illegal? No, I want to make it federally legal. I wish I I would make it federally legal. Okay, because I and I know here it's it's Every not fe- needs, uh, go. Yeah, I know it, it's not by the federal government, and so in my line of work, even though it is legal here, if I wanted to do it and I got drug tested, I would lose my job. And that's that's I'm against that. Um, I do believe I I am against drug tests to a certain extent. Um, if um, you are smoking weed. You should not be fired for going home at night and smoking weed. Uh, that is beyond tyrannical and that is beyond stupid. Um, but anyway, it should be federally legal. And if you are doing a hard drug and it is uh, deteriorating your mind, then if you are unable to perform your job, then you should be um fired if it's currently not um affecting your mind at work but you just do it at home and it's in your bloodstream so if you do a drug test you can see it then i am against that but if it's but if it's affecting your work then i can see why it'd be a problem but if it's not then it's, it should not be an issue all right and just, I, to I clarify, just to clarify really quick the states where it's legal in hawaii arizona utah montana new mexico North Dakota, uh, Oklahoma, Minnesota, uh, Missouri, Arkansas, uh, Illinois, Florida, West Virginia, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Delaware, Maryland, New Jersey, New York, uh, Connecticut, Rhode Island, and New Hampshire, it is medically legal. In the states of Alaska, uh, uh, California, Nevada, Oregon, Colorado, uh, Vermont, Massachusetts, Maine, and most recently, Michigan, uh, it is completely legal. In the states of Idaho, Wyoming, South Dakota, Nebraska, Kansas, excuse me, uh, Texas, uh, Iowa, Wisconsin, Indiana, uh, Kentucky, uh, Tennessee, Mississippi, uh, Alabama, Georgia, South Dakota, North Dakota and Virginia, it is not legal at yeah, all. Yeah, I just think that in usually, I I like to see the federal law super supersede the state law. But in this case, even though, and I'm not a user, and I hate this thing, but I don't think that you should be fired for doing it because I don't think that it is, unless you're doing it on the job while you while you know you're at work or at home in your own time. I don't think you should be fired for that. That's perfectly reasonable. All right. Is there anything else you guys want to say? Uh, we need to wrap it up soon, but is there anything else you guys want to ask real quick? Uh, well, uh, let me try to think. Drugs. Oh, yeah. Uh, what would be your 
what what would be your thoughts on legalizing machine guns? Uh, no, I don't think that you should leak. I mean, well, that's a good question there. I, I personally want well, uh, I would to say legalize machine if guns. There's, uh, strict, strict, um, strict, uh, what do you call it? Uh, background checks and strict uh, that- qualifications to, to get one. Like, you don't want a machine gun to go into the hands of someone that's that's crazy and then they go on a, on a shooting spree. So it's got to be, you know, it, you, you have to do a strong background check and as far yeah. as... We support, we support yes. universal background checks. I think it should be a, you know, stronger background checks as far as look at mental health and all everything. All right, that's nice. Uh, yeah, I want to legalize machine guns, and I believe in the universal background check bill. I would pass that too. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. I, I, you know, you don't want guns in the hands of someone who's going to do something insane. Yeah, you don't want people like Eric Harris or Dylan Klebold or uh, Nicholas Cruz or. Uh, what was the motherfucker that shot up uh, Sandy Hook's name? I don't know. Um, but you don't want people like Klebold or Harris. Yeah, or I agree. And you also, the, the, you, the, the, I think in some of those cases, people were were calling in, giving tips, saying that these people might do something, and they didn't take it serious. So I think that there's a breakdown in the, was it the, I'm not sure it was the FBI. I want to say the FBI. You know, yeah. FBI. Uh, yeah, uh, Parkland was preventable. Um, Columbine was not because, um, unlike Parkland, Columbine was pretty much out of the blue. Uh, most people uh, who knew Eric and Dylan uh, actually said that they could have never seen them uh, shooting up a school, and that was before the internet was popular. So nobody, nobody back then could have. Most people who knew Eric and Dylan could not have seen them shooting up a school, uh, but. Parkland, for example, there are lots of people who reported to the police saying this guy's out of his mind. Somebody needs to check him out. Yeah, I, I it's 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 a it needs it needs to be reformed. If things gotta be, if you get a tip, you gotta be, take it more serious. And especially these things are happening more and more in in this day and age. You can, you have to take things seriously as far as the, the FBI goes. So something's gotta be done internally there. Yeah, that's very reasonable. But, yeah, I guess that's all I really have to say. Okay, and by the way, the name of the shooter in Sandy Adam Hook... Adam Lanza. I yeah, Adam remember. Lanza, you're right, yeah. I just remembered. Uh, yeah. Anything else you want no, to say, No, I mean, we, we, we don't agree on a lot, but the things that we do agree on, I find it to be reasonable. All right. Uh, and on that note, before you guys leave, why don't you guys talk about where you can be found? We will start with uh, you, Bennett. I can be found at Bennett Martin twenty twenty on Instagram and on Snapchat at bmartin eighty two o two. Okay, and uh, and you, I can be uh, found Rashawn? on on at politicalbombshow.cf and on Snapchat at pbombshow. All right. Thank you both for joining us for the 25th episode of Politics Weekly. Everybody listening, make sure to stay tuned next week 
when we have our Christmas Day special coming out on December 25th on Christmas Day because it's a Tuesday this year. All right. Thank you guys Thanks for, for having joining me. me. Bye.